You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, y'all. It's me, Letitia, if you don't know who me is. A couple of things I just want to share, get off of my mind, right? I was having a conversation with someone um, recently, and I was listening to them, and I was listening to them lie to me. I didn't interrupt the lie. I just let them just keep going with the lie. But what they didn't realize is that they told me this same lie about two two months ago, right? And so I was just listening. And I was saying to myself, sometimes I just, I don't tell people, like, who I really am in the sense of my whole heart and soul will speak to me when something is just not right, right? My whole heart and soul I might not even be able to pick it up in the words, but my 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 spirit will be like, I, I uh-uh, something about this just doesn't feel true. So when when liars come into my 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 presence, right now, the, here let me preface this by saying I don't believe that everybody just always tells the truth about everything, right? I think there's lies of omission, lies where you just ain't saying everything. So that's not what I'm saying. People don't owe me to tell me the truth about just like everything, right? That's that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, like, if you are in a relationship of any sort, business, friendship, whatever the case may be, but especially business, I'm just listening to this person just lie to me, not realizing that they told me this same lie two months ago. But here was the other part of this. At the end of this story, they were kind of trying to elicit a sense of sympathy from me, which is manipulation because they did not do the thing that they were supposed to do, right, from a business standpoint. And I was just sitting there listening, and I was just like, you know what, it's a real messed up thing when you're a bad liar and you have a bad memory. Because the one thing that I have is I can remember, I'm, I have a selective memory. Some of the stuff, I just, I just, it goes in one ear. I don't even know if it makes it in one ear. But for things that are important to me, and things around relationships and business are things that are important to me, I'm going to remember what it is that people have told me. So when I was just listening to this lie, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even feel the need to interrupt. I didn't even feel, I wasn't going to use my energy to just say you're lying. But what I, let me tell you the level of growth that I observed in myself. I observed the growth in myself to say, is this person still useful to me in any way? And I can see how they are useful to me for about an, an, another month or so. And so guess what? Just like animals, snakes have their place in the zoo, guess what? It, it, it's okay. I, I, I just know what, exactly what it is that I'm dealing with. I know that I'm not dealing with a person of integrity and of credibility. And so the, to the extent that I need them is to the extent that I will, you, you know what I'm saying, I'll allow this, this um, person to do something. But... Sometimes I wonder, like, if people just really knew me, they would know, for one, 
that they could really be honest with me. When you're honest and forthcoming with me, guess what? I I, I can deal with it. I'm gracious. I can be like, okay, well, how, how do we pivot or what, 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 what do we need to do differently? But when you don't give me that opportunity, it, it becomes a problem. So for, I'm saying this to say, for all you liars, all of you pathological liars that just lie on a regular basis just for no reason, maybe you should, should do some reflection about why your truth is so difficult that nobody can be trusted with it, right? Maybe why do you have to hide the truth about you so that nobody can be trusted with it? That's that's a whole whole thing, a whole level of inner work, right? Because here's the other thing. For people who are pathological liars, people know your ass is lying. That's the thing. People know. People just let you go on and tell the lie and they just look at you and they might not be saying anything to you, but they talk about you, right? So ain't nobody believing that shit. Don't nobody believe it. So it's just, I was just thinking to myself, like, can you just not say just like what is true, even if it's difficult? So I, I was just thinking about that. And so I just, I just, I just, it's just not a productive use of energy. One thing that I appreciate about my grandma, Jeanette D'Souza, you could be two words into a lie and she was going to cuss you out and call you. She was going to call you out and cuss you out and be like, go on, head on. Now, she, she was a bit of a liar and a, and a schemer and a manipulator as well. So probably why she recognized it, but you weren't going to do it to her. Call it hypocritical, but whatever. It was effective, right? But she just wasn't about to let you sit in her presence just feeding her a bunch of bulls. She going to call you out, get you the hell out of her face. So stop wasting people's time with all these damn lies. Just like, like I just... What, what is it that you need to do? So who you want people to believe you are, you really are that person. I think that's the bigger thing. You want me to believe that you are this person. Why the hell can't you just work on becoming that person instead of lying, trying to make me think that you are? But here's the other thing with me, guys. I've been coaching for 12 years. Before that, I was in ministry leadership. I have been dealing in the hearts and souls of people and in human behavior for many, 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 many years. So it's not much that I have not seen, right? If I don't get it when I'm talking to you, I'll go to sleep and I'll dream and like something in the milk ain't white right here. So I'll just be saying to myself, like, I don't know why, why people try it. But anyway, so there's that. Just wanted to get that off my chest. Here's another thing that I'm going to get off my chest. People these days have a whole lot of damn nerve, meaning... All I can say is we are not the same. This my cousin. Uh, I have a little cousin. She she got several hundred thousand followers on Instagram. She's a comedian. I promise you, is like listening to my grandma because her mouth. She I come from a good long line of cussers, and she she got my grandma's mouth like something fierce, right? And I saw somebody make a comment on her page for something. They were like, "You are so hilarious," but I just wish you didn't cuss so much. Like, could you not cuss so much? And she was like. What you're asking me to be is to not be myself, but could you just not come on my damn page and trying to impose your, you know, your standards on my page? She didn't go on your page. You you came on her page asking her, could she not cuss so much because then she would be funnier. You want her to conform to your standards of what funny is because cussing makes you uncomfortable. Like she said, get the hell off of her page. I just, sometimes it's almost like this This is the way I see the world, right? This is just my perspective. Instead of changing us, I promise y'all, I talk about a lot of stuff. I have opinions about a lot of stuff. If I've never told you before, it's always an invitation. I don't really give a damn if you do it or not, because for the most part, I'm not that invested in your life. Your life really is yours. My 
my work on my life and on my stuff takes up most of my time. So I don't really have a lot of time to try and impose upon you what I think you should be doing. No, no, and no. But we have the unmitigated goal in this day and age that we want people to be different so they become more acceptable to us. Who the fuck are you? If if you would just do less of this or be more of that, then this would make me feel better, right? Let me tell you where this comes from too. I mean, because I was one of these people. Christians, right? I don't have a problem with Christians. I don't have a problem with any anybody's religious beliefs. But here's here's what Christians say. Well, right, if you could just if you could just cuss less or if you could do this, not just Christians, but certain people, right? Because it's hard for me to understand the message when you're cussing. We I really feel like we live in an age where we lack such discernment and we call good evil and we call evil good. Somebody cussing will have you thrown all the way off. But I bet your ass is listening to the news every single day, right? You're listening to the morning news. To me, it's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. I don't listen to it. But nothing about listening to death every damn day, listening to COVID rates every single day, listening to destruction every day, listening to propagandized things to make you think a certain way is bothering you. But you go on somebody's page who they're, they, they're just being who they are authentically, and you're bothered by it. Make Just make that make sense. The shit that we're bothered by just really floors me, seriously, because it's almost like you your pastor is giving you smooth words every week, right? Flattery, telling you everything that you want to hear, pimping your pain, leading you nowhere fast but to the bank so you can make sure that you're paying those tithes and those offerings and those love offerings. And that's acceptable to you. That's palatable to you. You can't recognize the BS in that, but you want to call somebody else out for being who they are for real. The problem is we're not used to people being real. And because we can't accept who we are for real, when people present who they are for real, it's a problem. Right When we see people who they are for real and they're not trying to hide parts of themselves to be accepted, that puts a mirror back in front of us and we're like, oh shit, right? And so those disowned parts of yourself, you start to react when you see it. Maybe other people's freedom is bothersome to you, but don't, but don't, but don't try and hinder somebody's ability to be free because you're not, right? Figure out what the hell is going to make you free and leave other people alone. Let people do whatever it is that they do. If they on their page cussing, twerking, whatever it is that they are doing, they are in service to the people who are drawn to them for whatever it is that they do, right? It might not be my thing, but I, you, I bet you, you won't find me using my time like, hey, could you cuss less? Could you twerk less? Could you do this less? Because I always have the opportunity to unfollow. I always have the opportunity to make a decision for myself without imposing that on somebody else. So I just really needed to 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 get that off my chest because I just be saying to myself, the nerve of people. And you'll sit up and watch reality TV, which is not reflective of any kind of reality. Your music and everything else is contributing to the state of mind that you're in. In many instances, you're pointing a finger at, because you're focused on the wrong damn thing. Focus your energy and attention on you, and I promise you, life will be so much better. Okay, so. Now that I got that off my chest, I'm feeling, feeling real good again. I wasn't feeling bad, but I was like, I, I just gotta say this because, yeah. So, um, something that I that I um, want to talk about is, you know, I, I just really feel like I feel like life is not as complicated sometimes as we make it. 
But I feel like the thing that we miss most times is processes and growth. You know how people say you can't cheat the grind? I say you can't cheat the growth. In so many instances, we are looking for a harvest for seeds that we haven't planted, nurtured, and watered, right? And so we're looking for something that we haven't grown into. And what made me think about this is I was talking to one of my clients and she was telling me how she can see how one of her friends is where she was, right? And she was just like, I keep telling her, all you got to do is this. All you got to do is that. I keep telling her. And so finally, I had to interrupt. And I said, hey, you know what? I really honor your heart to help her. And I and I think we just naturally want people to be where we are. I said, you can't tell her what to do. She does that. And she's going to get to where you are because you've undergone a growth process to become the person who can handle, who can be responsible for, who can sustain the things that you've created. So she can't just go do what you did and get what you got and not go through the process of maturity, not go through the process of growth and evolution. And so I think that is the thing that we lose sight of is that we grow into the people that can hold, that can handle, that can maintain, that can sustain the things that we desire. And if we don't, we screw it up, right? We sabotage it. And, and it's, it's, the, it's the whole thing of, I'm like, nobody wants to grow. Everybody want to be great, but nobody wants to grow. Like, what the hell? Because you know what happened? Well, you know what growth requires? Growth requires patience. Growth requires diligence. I just released an article, of course, it's a shameless plug in Brains Magazine, and it was called, what is it called? Get it done, but get it done right, right? Because I was thinking about, do you want it right or do you want it right now? Now, remember, I always say that done's be, done beats perfect, so I'm not an advocate of perfectionism or, or trying to get something perfect. But what I am an advocate of is growth, and nobody wants to grow. Nobody wants to go, th- go through the uncomfortable process of growth to see what it is that they desire come into fruition. Let's, let's, this, this is the thing that gets my undies in a bunch with like law of attraction and manifesting people. Like you're just going to be sitting somewhere floating uh, in, the, in the ethos somewhere and then all of this miracle shit is just coming through your life. You can manifest it, but can you maintain it? I'll say it again. You can manifest it, but can you maintain it? Manifesting something is not the end of it, right? When you have a baby, you've gone through a process of labor to deliver the baby. Having the baby is just the damn beginning, right? Now you have to maintain the baby. There's still work to do. So people have you thinking like, all you got to do is say these five mantras and do this you know, do some flips and kicks, get the shit out your shock or do four spins and here's your miracle formula. There is no miracle formula. There is no magic formula outside of growth. It's really not that damn complicated, but we overcomplicate it and we water it down because we don't want to be uncomfortable, right? So what does growth look like? Let me tell you, I don't have a green thumb, right? But you put, you put a seed into the ground 
the seed goes into the ground and it dies. You don't put a seed in the ground today and you see whatever you planted tomorrow. It goes through a process, right? Sometimes weed pop up and the weeds pop up in the soil. You got to get the weeds out. You got to cultivate the seed. You got to tend to the seed. You don't just leave the seed on its own and just hope like, oh, okay, well, eventually it's going to produce what I planted. No. And so sometimes we think, that we're going to plant a seed and then not nurture it, not do anything to the seed. And then all of a sudden, it's going to produce this harvest of something. It's, it's, it's just magical thinking and it's hope at best. And hope is not a plan. When my clients say hope to me and hopefully, I'll be like, hopefully? How about intentionally? Hope is not a plan. The Bible says hope deferred makes a heart sick. You know why so many people are sick in their damn hearts? Because you you hoped something was going to happen that you didn't sow into and that you didn't grow into, right? Not going to happen. So let's, let's look at the simplicity of this. You sow a seed, you nurture the seed, go through that process, you reap a harvest, right? Cause and effect. You, you put a cause in place for an effect that you want to see. You put the cause in place, the process happens, the effect comes through on the other end. It's not rocket science. We cloud and we overcomplicate things because we're just not looking at the facts. So here we have manifestation people, right? Aligned, uh, tapped in, conscious creators, all of this bullshit. And I'm not, and I, I, I y'all know I'm, I'm, I'm a spiritual, deeply spiritual person, but I'm not looking for a harvest where I haven't sown a seed. I'm not looking for effects where I haven't put the causes in place. Make it make sense. How, how, just, just how is that going to happen? This, this is all I'm saying. And so sometimes I feel like we like overcomplicate things and we use all of these spiritual terms and people are just getting our money in droves, like anybody that can tell you that they're manifesting and this is how you manifest in this number of days and all of that, and they're telling you everything but how to grow into it. Uh, and I really think like a lot of those principles are being perverted. I really feel like people are pimping your pain because truth doesn't sell the same way bullshit does, right? Truth doesn't sell the same way it does because when people tell us the truth, the truth is very sobering. The truth is like, the simplicity of what you need to do is this. Nobody really wants to hear the truth. People want to hear this, you know, easy, magical, mystical, um, alluring thing about how you're going to get to whatever it is that you desire. And so I'm just here as a truth teller to tell you that you need to grow into the person who can handle what it is that you say that you desire. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. I read... Um, I read it today. So this, I read this from Maston Kip today and it just aligned with, see, align. I, that's, uh, sometimes I don't even like using those words. So he said, you manifest only what you feel safe manifesting, which means the primary reason why you don't have what you want is because a big part of you doesn't feel safe having it. To manifest your desires, you need to feel safe to receive it. So when I said you can manifest, but you can't maintain, that's you need to grow into the person who can maintain it so that what you manifest remains with you. Manifestation is just the beginning. I, I got to even get a whole new vocabulary because I'd be like, I don't want to sound like these like kooky people that's just selling people a bill of goods and then people can't figure out why the hell their damn life doesn't line up with what it is that they're saying. I'm probably more, you know, our, our good sis, uh, Ayanna Van Zandt, 
What does she tell people on every, every episode? You got to do the work, right? Every year, you got to do the work. The work is growth. The work is growth. Your work is you growing into who you need to be. Guess what? I will have a millionaire business. I will have a millionaire company. But me producing the company is not the hard part. The, the harder part was growing into the person, growing into the millionaire mindset, growing into the person who could maintain the responsibility, the level of leadership, the level of challenge, right? The level of problem solving that's required for my business to be at that level. It wasn't manifesting that. I could get more clients to manifest, but could I maintain it? Do you see what I'm saying? So my my primary processes are all about growth. I grow into before I go into because otherwise you are in a place prematurely and your character, your mindset can't handle it. And so you cycle back. You cycle back to what feels normal for you. You cycle back to where you belong in terms of your growth, right? You cycle back to your toleration point. I've said this before on other podcasts where if you want to change something, change your toleration point. So it's all about growth, It's all about growth. If you spend more of your time on growing, it's going to look like, well, dang, I'm not really spending this much time hustling and grinding. Listen, I I feel like a lot of people are unhealthy hustlers, right? You killing it, but it's also killing you because you haven't grown into the person that you need to become. I spend more of my time on my personal growth and development so that as clients are added to me, as I'm doing new things in business, as I'm taking on new challenges and new responsibilities, I can maintain it. I'm not just flinging myself into the world. That's what I did in my 20s, right? At some point, right? When you're a child, you think as a child, you do childish things. At some point in your Here's the word, growth and development. You should be putting away childish things and showing up in the world as a whole grown-ass woman or man in your growth and in your decision-making. But what happens, has happened, is a lot of us have what's called arrested development, and we have gaps in development, and we're going to try to hustle around it, grind around it, and do everything except for grow into it. And I'm just here to give you the good news or the bad news, depending on how you look at it. To me, it's good news because your growth is the thing that you can control and that you can be responsible for. You can grow today. Nobody can control how much you grow. Nobody can control that, right? This is something that is fully within your power and fully within like your level of responsibility for you to grow into who you need to become. The question is, are you willing to do it? Or will you still be seduced by the people that's telling you to get rich quick, the fast way, the microwave way, right? Are you going to be seduced by that all your damn life and then not seeing, right, what it is that you want to see? I said in another podcast, I was using the example of a bamboo tree that when when I'm talking about being planted, that goes through the process underground for five years and it can shoot up 90 feet in 90 days. I can't remember how many feet. So y'all get the point though, right? But it was some shit happening underground. What what was happening that five years? But it was planted in the same spot. It was being nurtured and watered every single day. And so some of us, we 
We're underground right now. Nobody sees us. We're in obscurity. Nobody knows us. And it can't happen fast enough. And so we want to peek our heads out prematurely before it's time. It's before it's... What happens when things come prematurely or out of season? What happens when a baby is born prematurely? What happens when you have fruit that's not right, ripened, right? It's not right. And so things that are happening prematurely do not have the same sustainability, the same life, the same effect as things that happen in their season. So just slow down and grow. It will happen for you. Let me tell y'all, I am naturally not the most patient person because I, when I do things, I do them with a sense of urgency. The, the good side of that is that I'm responsive to my clients. I get things done. The downside of that is that I am not, I, when I, I'm progressive, so I'm looking for the next thing. Okay, what we're doing next. So the, the byproduct of that is I'm naturally not the most patient person with myself or with other people's processes. So how fitting is it that my work in the world requires <laughs> me to be patient with people's processes? But let me tell you something that I have been doing lately. I have been doing things that, how can I put it? I have been consciously choosing patience. Something as simple as I'm in Whole Foods and I go to the longest line. People are looking at me like, you want to check? You want to do self-checkout? First of all, I'm not doing self-checkout. I don't work here. No, I'm not doing self-checkout. Um, but I'll stand in the longest line and I'll wait. And so I've just been taking my time to just be like, okay, what if I just slow this down? I just don't have to have this right now. Just trying to get myself in the mindset of patience, like it's going to happen, but you definitely don't want it prematurely. You definitely don't want it out of season, but you want to grow into the person who can handle this so that you don't have to repeat these process and processes and repeat these cycles. I don't know about y'all, but I have an exit sign in front of me for a lot of cycles and a lot of seasons that I've repeated because I had not grown into the person who could handle it, right? But I have the exit sign because I'm passing the tests this time. I'm passing the growth tests this time. I'm not going to move myself out of anything prematurely, even when it's uncomfortable. I'm just going to allow the growth to, growth to happen, right? So I hear things like success loves speed. Success might love speed, but you better damn sure believe that you need to grow into the person who can handle that success. I'm telling y'all, I hear a lot of stuff and I see a lot of things that look like their results, but I also work behind the scenes with a lot of shit shows, right? And the number one thing that I can tell y'all that I see is that people have not grown into the person that they needed to become. Your personal development includes your spiritual, emotional, mental mindset, all of those things. It should trump your business development, your financial development, in, in terms of priority. That's just in my opinion, because when you become who you need to become, you can handle everything that comes with it. Why do you think celebrities and all of these people that get something really fast, you get behind the scenes and they're on drugs and they're suicidal and they're losing their damn minds because it happened so fast and they didn't grow? It does, it's, it's not rocket science. But if you would take the time and grow, guess what? You're going to be in this for the long haul because having something that you can't sustain is like, man, it's it, uh, to me, recycling and going through cycles and seasons and cycles and seasons of pain, if I could tell anybody, I would just be like, just go through it, grow through it, go all the way through it and don't stop. 
until you've grown into who you need to be. If I could if I could tell my younger self or any younger selves or any selves here, I don't give a damn how old you are, just go and grow through your processes because not growing, you have to ask yourself the question, what is your lack of growth costing you? Is it really worth it? What is it costing you not to grow and not to have grown into who you need to be to handle life at the level that you're called to handle it? For me, it's very costly and it's not a cost that I'm I'm willing to pay any longer. So I'm team growth over here. It's a lot of teams out in the world. It's team manifestation. It's team get it done in 90 days. It's team hustle, team grind, team no sleep, team bullshit, if you ask me, a lot of it. I'm team growth over here. And so a lot of what I tell y'all is about who I've had to grow into to get to this place. So a lot of times we look at what people have on the surface. But what I want y'all to understand about me, nothing about me is surface. I have roots. I have roots that go deep. Last thing that I'll tell y'all when I tell y'all about growth, it just came to me. 2005, 16 years ago, God told me to gather women. There were one, two, three, four, six women that I gathered, right? And I started doing gatherings for women. I started writing this daily email called Moms the Word for Single Moms. This was before blogs and all of that other kind of stuff. And I was like, God, I'm I'm not really with women. I don't really gel with women like this. Not my thing. And guess what? probably three meetings later, it was like 32 women and I was overwhelmed. It felt like a whole sorority to me. And I was like, I'm just not going to be able to do it. Fast forward to 2021. Who do I serve in business? Primarily women, minority women entrepreneurs and minority women in law. And guess what's happening? And I'm, I'm about to take them away on a retreat. Guess what? Gathering women. But do you see what I'm saying? I've been in this thing for 16 years. God will always hold his vision for you and your processes and your growth processes and where you get derailed and go off on little trails. It matters not because the thing that you've been given to do is the thing that you've been given to do. But now, 16 years later, I have grown into the person who loves being in service to women, who loves being in service to women entrepreneurs and had to work out all of my issues over that time. But the call was the call, was the call. It's all I'm telling y'all. But my roots are deep. I'm not new to this, right? You know, as they say, I'm true to this. (laughs) So anyway, um, hope that helped. Just grow into who you need to be. And I'm telling you, it, it will happen when it needs to happen. And if it happens a moment sooner, you know, a lot of times it creates problems. I love each and every one of you praying for your growth, praying that you stay in seasons of growth and you grow into the beautiful uh, people that can can hold your, the, your deepest and truest desires. I love y'all.